0: So, as has been said, if you don't know me, my name is James, and I am the creative media and production lead here at St. Thomas Crooks. Now, normally, when speakers speak, they tell me a bit of feedback, which is that the lights are really bright and it's really warm on the stage. Now, my response is we're just trying to give you a little bit of European summer sun without having to leave Sheffield. So, there you go. Um, But I am very thankful to Tom and to the preaching team for giving me the opportunity to bring a message to you guys today. So if you guys have a Bible, we are going to be looking at Luke 12, verses 13 to 21. So it's Luke 12, verses 13 to 21. And if you don't have a Bible, don't worry, because we do have big projector screens, which will have, hopefully, the scripture on there so you can follow along. So... This passage is the parable of the rich fool. So starting in verse 13, it says this, "'Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, "'Teacher, tell my brother to to divide the inheritance with me.' "'And Jesus replied, "'Man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you?' "'Then he said to them, "'Watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed.' Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. And he told them this parable. The grounds of a certain man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones, and there I will store the surplus grain." So before we unpack today's message, I just want to ask you a very quick question. Have you ever saved up for or bought something you didn't need? (laughs) So about a year ago, uh, I got an email through from a company basically saying that something I didn't know I needed was heavily discounted. As soon as the email came through, I was like, I am getting it. I am going to the store, and I'm going to buy it. So I called up the shop and I asked them to reserve it for me. When I got to the shop, it had been sold to someone else. I was fuming. It was not a good day. Um, But thankfully, we were able to locate another shop that did have some stock, and we were able to go and purchase it. To this day, that same item is sat on a shelf, unopened, untouched in its original packaging. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who has done something like that, bought something, or saved up for something they didn't need. So in this parable, Jesus tells the story of a man who saved up an abundance of wealth for himself to enjoy in later years, but his life was demanded from him, and he wasn't able to use what he saved up for himself. And now there's a lot of things that I could talk about within this passage, so for the next 45 minutes, I will be unpacking this passage in detail. But no, seriously, I've only got two points that I'm going to make. And what I want to talk about is the first thing is to be on guard against greed. And the second thing is to be rich towards God. So the first point is guard against greed. And this is actually something that Jesus tells us at the beginning of the passage. So it is directly from the scripture. Someone in the crowd tells Jesus to tell his brother to share his inheritance with him. But Jesus, in this moment, in classical Jesus fashion, points towards the bigger issue, which is that we have to have a correct attitude towards wealth. We have to be on guard against greed. And as I was looking through uh, the parables, the different ones, and, and choosing what to speak on, this one really stood out to me, because I see myself as the man in this parable, Now, it's not necessarily because I have an abundance of wealth that I'm trying to save up for later years. I work for a church. Um, But it's because I've lately found that my attitude has been incorrect towards money, and in particular, material possession. I've been quite selfish, and I've been using my money to get things that I want, uh, rather than my desire. uh, Recently, my desire for material possession has increased. So the things that I want to get is is what I've been falling victim to. Um, I am a collector, Okay, So I enjoy collecting things. Uh, I am a big fan of retro video games. I like figurines. I like LEGO. Basically, I am a massive nerd. And the reason I do this is because I think maybe in about 10 years' time, I will be able to sell all those things on for about 50% of the price that I paid for them. Um, But a couple of weeks ago, we went through our house and I started to declutter some of the things that I had collected. You know, I wanted to sell these things on eBay and Vinted. It was a disaster, a complete and utter disaster. You've know, you got to take the pictures. You've got to come up with the descriptions. Uh, So you try to make it look all pretty. You try to put a good description down to sell it for a lot of money, which inevitably didn't happen. But then there's the element of taking it to Royal Mail and trying to get it sent off. You're not sure if you've got the right weight. You're not sure if you've paid for the right postage. You're not even sure if it's actually going to get there because certain deliveries don't have tracking. Oh, it's just a complete nightmare. So sell things on eBay and if you want to, guys. It's great. Um, But the thing is is that even after going through all of that, selling the things that I've collected over the years, I've actually been buying even more things to replace those things. So more vintage uh, vintage video games, more LEGO, more figurines. And the reality is I never even needed those things in the first place. And it's funny because society in particular will say that there is nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with, with getting things for yourself. And truthfully, for the most part, there is nothing wrong with spending money on things. But it's when it gets to this place, when we tell ourselves that if only I have this one thing, I will be complete, or I need this in order to be fulfilled, that it becomes an issue, and we need to check whether we have the correct attitude towards wealth. And if I'm honest, I think I have been falling victim into this trap. How about you guys? Do you have a correct attitude towards wealth? Have you been spending your money on yourself? Have you been trying to save it up for later years? We have to be on guard against greed. So point two, we're almost there, guys. We're halfway through already. So the second point is to be rich towards God. Now, when I first started reading this passage, something that I noticed was how selfish the rich man's attitude was towards his abundance. He decided to save up the extra for himself so that he could enjoy it in later years. Now, I do want to just make a caveat here and say there is nothing wrong with acquiring wealth. If you've been blessed in that way, praise the Lord. There's nothing wrong with saving up for retirement. In fact, if I'm truthful, it's a wise thing for us to be doing this, and it's important for us to invest in the future, but it's when it becomes our priority or purpose in life or when we choose to neglect the needs of others that we have to check whether our heart is in the right place and whether we're on the right path. Now, me personally, I think the rich man in this parable was on the wrong path because The problem was is that his wealth became covetous, and he lost sight of what is truly important to the Lord, which is not wealth, spoiler, but it is to love him and to love others. The man probably should have given away his surplus and cared for the needs of others rather than his own needs, but he was selfish instead of selfless. And if I'm honest, I feel like I've been like that in this season. And this parable actually ends in a sad way with a warning, because the rich man's decision ultimately cost him his life, and he wasn't able to enjoy the things that he saved up for himself. And this is a real challenge for us, because we do not want to have the same fate. Trust me, guys, it doesn't end well if we go down that path. We instead need to be rich towards God. Jesus, in all his wisdom, challenges us to think beyond the earthly goals and to use what we have to bless the kingdom of God and become rich towards him. So, to end, very quickly, here are three ways that we can do that. So, some practical things that we can do. So, we can do this by trusting the Lord with our finances, by taking that step of faith and saying that we trust Him with our money and where He wants to take us. When the income just doesn't quite stretch that far, and trust me, I have been there. I've had moments in my life where I've spent about 65% of my salary on rent alone, and not including food, bills, tithing, saving, general living. And it is very, very difficult. But it's in those moments that we take that step of faith and we say, Lord, I trust you with everything. Jesus, lead me. Jesus, guide me. Another way is that we can use our finances to serve, be it through financial giving, such as tithing to the church, uh, blessing others, or helping out those in need. So if anybody does have a fully electric automatic Audi that they want to give away, please just give me a call uh, because we are actually in the market for a new car. But all joking aside, seriously, you guys are very generous in this church. And truthfully, part of your giving actually goes towards me and my wife's salary. So thank you for giving because it means that we can actually have a job and and, and have life. Uh, So thank you for that. The third way is that we can do this through obedience, and it's in saying everything I have is a gift from God, and I'll use whatever he has given me to give back to him and invest in his kingdom. Because in the end, it is far more important that we focus on our relationship with him rather than on the accumulation of wealth or material possession. So we need to check whether we have a right attitude towards wealth. So be on your guard against greed. And instead of being selfish, be selfless and be rich towards God. That's all I got. So if you want to bow your heads, we'll pray. God, I do thank you for your word. Thank you that it can be used to teach us that it can be used to correct us, that it can be used to guide us. Lord, I pray that you would give us wisdom in how to deal with wealth. It's such a tricky area for most of us, and I know at times we just don't get it right. So Lord, I would pray that you would help us to check if we have the correct attitude towards wealth, and that we would be on guard against greed, that you would help us to be rich towards you in faith, service, and obedience. Amen.